Hello, hello, my little pom-poms. It's Leonie. I've got a special podcast episode for you today all about parenting. I do want to give you a heads up though. It is not the usual sound quality. I made this while I was on the move. Um, And so it's like you're sitting in the car having a yak with me and we're talking shit and it's great and it's fun, but it's nowhere near as nice sounding as it usually is. Anyway, that's a heads up. Hope you enjoy it anyway. Lots of love. Leonie Dawson refuses to be categorized. And so, thus for today, Leonie Dawson is speaking to herself in third person, about herself in third person, and talking to herself in third person. Leonie, what do you like? I like everything. Hooray! Um, And we're going to talk about parenting today. Hey, oh. So, I wanted to talk about parenting because of a little thing that happened this morning. So my kids are finally back to school after they've been home for four months. Um, We kept them home for, we we pulled them out earlier than the government mandated and we we sent them back later. Um, We're pretty cautious about um, coronavirus. I likely had swine flu in about 2016. Uh, It went for about six months. It was fucking horrific so I don't I don't want bar of um this illness and somebody asked me if I was going to get vaccinated and I was like fuck yeah like I cannot wait to jab a needle inside me to stop (laughs) to like prevent catching uh bat flu why is it that we called it swine flu and we're not calling this one bat flu like I think we've really missed a good branding exercise because it's kind of humorous when I say swine flu right like it's you go, well, swine flu. I mean, it was horrific. But when the doctor said to me, look, it was likely swine flu. That's like the, the, the best indicator of where we were heading. And I was like, swine flu. So, I mean, at least you got a little bit of humor in the subject. Anyway, I'm rabbiting on. So my kids went back to school today, uh, this week. And today's their third day. Uh, and this morning, my youngest was just out of sorts. And... Um, had some tears, was a little bit cross, didn't like her jumper, didn't like her t-shirt, um, was convinced that she wasn't feeling very well, wanted to stay home. Just, And I could see she was just kind of working her way out. And I knew like her school is great and she has a phenomenal time when she's there. Uh, and I know that sometimes she just has like a little bit of anxiety about actually going there. Uh, It's totally a new thing for her. She only started school this year. She's homeschooled all the way up to this point. Um, And she's only had like basically five or six weeks of school this year um, before homeschooling. So it's a really, really brand new experience for her. And as soon as she started like showing that she was feeling a lot of feelings about it, I went straight into connected parenting mode. And so what that meant was um, she couldn't, you know, really (laughs) do much for herself. And so I helped her to get dressed. I helped her to put clothes on. Everything was a bit overwhelming for her. Um, And here's the thing, like on some point you like, I think there's like a part of our parent brain that goes... She's, you know, this age. She should be able to do this herself. But it just doesn't help the situation when 
they're in that moment when their brain's actually switched off when their nervous system's in overdrive they're actually not listening and they're not logical rational beings and so what we need to do instead is to kind of get down to their level and help them bring their nervous system back online using our own nervous system so i'll talk a bit about that today um i've learned these kinds of techniques from a bunch of people i'll let you know who they are at the end of this and this is all backed up in psychological like research and um antenatal and postnatal uh development all that kind of stuff it's fascinating um, and it also means really big things because here's the thing once I'd gotten my kid back online again and helped their nervous system recalibrate. She was groovy. She was happy. She didn't have a meltdown. It was pretty smooth sailing uh, to actually get her into school. And it was actually a beautiful connection time as well. So I was helping her with like the task that she was finding really difficult. I was making sure that I was giving her long strong cuddles that go for at least 20 seconds I was helping her by taking deep breaths myself she was starting to breathe deeper as well I wasn't saying to her you shouldn't feel like that or that's just silly like I wasn't dismissive of her emotions and instead I was saying oh of course you feel like that and and are you feeling like this as well and is it because of that Oh, of course, that makes so much sense. I'm here for you. I love you. I'm going to help you. And it's really about treating our kids the way that we treat our friends in a lot of ways. So for me, when one of my mates comes to me and goes, I'm going through this really big thing right now. Like, I'm like, stop, drop and empathy. You know, like, oh, love. Of course. Of course, it's what you're feeling and that is so much to be going through I completely understand that that is hard love that is really hard and of course you're feeling those feelings that's completely normal and then like eventually like when they're heard enough they're like oh I'm just not sure what to do and then we can then I can say things like did you want to help me to help you create a plan of like how to rectify this or you know let's create a self plan a self-care plan for you for the next week um to try and get your nervous system back online even just like over text you can do this kind of empathy and you're not saying to your friend well you shouldn't feel like that that's just silly um because that doesn't make you feel that that doesn't make them feel understood and it actually helps it actually makes them feel their feelings even more when someone tells you you shouldn't feel like that uh you grip onto that feeling even more and you're like well i'm fucking feeling it and i think this is the thing like with with kids and with toddlers and you're like don't don't feel that don't feel that like i'm fucking feeling that i'm fucking feeling that i'm feeling it i don't know what to do about it they've got no way to like regulate themselves i mean even adults have a hard time regulating themselves and once they're wound up so I don't know why we expect our kids to. Um, anyway, we so that those are the kinds of things I was doing at home, uh, and then we were dry. We decided, you know, we're driving to school. My husband was driving. Usually, I sit in the front seat, and my ki- kids are on the back. And I could tell Beth was still just feeling a bit wobbly and still needed some kind of 
needed help calibrating. And so I said to her, would you like me to sit beside you in the back of the car and we can hold hands on the way to school? And she was so stoked with that. Um, And we had a really beautiful, lovely time connecting in the back of the seat for the 20 minutes that it took for us to to drive to the car, to drive to school. I held her hand. I gave her firm pats on the leg, um, really just to help her come into her body and feel comforted. Um, And we talked about her feelings. I told her it was understandable, completely understandable. And... um, And then I told her all of the reasons and all of the ways that I love her. And she loved it. She wanted to know more and more. And she was like, what else? Do you love the way that I do this? Or do you love the way that I do that? Or I am that? And I said, yes, of course. And it was just beautiful. So by the time I dropped her at school, she was groovy. She was back online again. Um, And here's the thing. If I hadn't kind of stopped and dropped and tended to that situation that's where they're just going to have absolute fucking freak outs um this is where like the power of empathy connection parenting really comes in so here's the thing and this 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 could completely piss you off but whatever um my kids have never like really had tantrums or meltdowns per se like even when they're a toddler in fact I remember the first time that my eldest kid went into like a meltdown into a into a tantrum and I'd been preparing for this situation I was like right I know what to do here um and so we were in Bunnings which was a warehouse like this like a homewares warehouse kind of thing they're really really popular here in Australia and she was she just got completely overstimulated and she sat down on the ground and started kind of crying and wailing and I was like okay cool I know what to do here and I sat down on the ground next to her and I gathered her in my arms well I saw if she wanted me to gather in her arms I was like did you want a hug and she was like uh I made sure I was making eye contact, was giving soft, soft, deep voice. And I said to her, oh, my love, of course you're feeling this way. Like there's so many bright lights, there's people, the floor is not comfortable here. Um, You're really tired and you're also hungry and you've just had enough. You've just had enough. And, you know, she was like 18 months or so. And even though like her language wasn't at that point, she just got that I was understanding where she was at. Like, she was just fucking over the bullshit. Like, I feel like that in Bunnings sometimes, guys. Like, I really do. Uh, and... Oh, 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 oh. I'm just recording this as I drive very slowly to my daughter's school. I... I oh... I'll edit this later. Yeah, I'll definitely edit this later. And also, like, I was protective over my daughter's right to her feelings as well. So while she was kind of having this this moment to herself, I was in mama bear mode. And 
I was comforting her and I also was like, if anyone, if anyone dares to glare at me or my child in this situation or try to, uh, you know, tell me to stop it from crying, uh, they're going to get fucking mama bed right now um, because it is a really normal part of human development for people to experience sensory overwhelm and to have a meltdown like it is completely normal for a toddler to have big feelings it's completely normal for any human to have big feelings and here's the thing like and because I kind of have kind of always since I've had kids I've never given a fuck what anyone else thinks about my parenting like I know I'm doing a great job and I also know that like that kind of like judgy bullshit isn't helpful so like out of all the things I've done in, like I've done homeschooling, I did extended breastfeeding. I used to breastfeed my toddler. Uh, she was like two and a half. I used to breastfeed her up the street, like of the of the towns that I lived in. Like I've, I've, and I've never even gotten like a shitty like look from someone. <laughs> and I find that hilarious. And I think it might just be like, well, it's either dumb luck or, because um, I am so ready. <laughs> I'm just so ready to, like, just give a big old fucking nope to that kind of behavior. Like, I am doing the right thing by myself and my child, and I am not interested in anybody else's um, opinion of that. So, I, consequently, I've never actually gone to town on mama bearing anyone. It was amazing. Like, I've always, like, had that energy of, like, did you fucking say a word? Uh, and nobody has. <laughs> Bless. Anyway, I'm not saying you have to, like, do that, um, like, that kind of extreme end. Also, I'm not saying that you have to be a certain way. Um, I'm just, I, I wanted to protect my kid's right to have a fucking meltdown if she needed to have a meltdown. Um, and here's the thing, like, as soon as I empathied her, as soon as I was, like, down on her level, giving her like close comfort and connection guess what the thing is she stopped and I mean here's the thing right is if somebody's like empathizing with how you're feeling you don't get more wound up really um it's well you usually don't anyway and that's just kind of how it's been with all of my kids now at the the slightest sign that they're starting to lose it I just empathize I hug I hold, give them eye contact. I make sure I slow my breathing down. I make sure I'm feeling calm and connected and allow them to recalibrate their energy off mine. And consequently, we're a decade in and I still can't really think of a time where my kids have had like an actual tantrum, an actual meltdown. Um, Except for one point is that when Beth... Uh, ended up having her nappies taken off her. <laughs> uh, she just wasn't, she wasn't a willing participant of that and was really quite cross about that for um, a number of hours, bless her. Um, and even like the empathy just did not help. <laughs> she was like, yeah, I do feel angry. I feel really angry. I am not ready to be nappy, like to be potty trained less um and I think that's also like quite it's her also her personality she very much knows her own self and um she's not particularly willing to 
listen to somebody else's uh, perspective of how things might go a little bit differently and different timing, but that's okay. Um, anyway, so those are some things that you can do when your kid's getting into freakout mode or your husband or your best friends. Instead of trying to fix the situation for them, instead of trying to tell them why it's wrong to feel that way, like, have a fucking go of saying, yeah, totally, that is bullshit. Like, oh, this sucks. Agreed. Oh, my God, yes. Um, And do it, like, do it with heart and just continue to, like, try and keep your own nervous system chill and calm and it really fucking helps it really fucking helps so very much and it's also just a much easier way to parent and here's the thing when when I've like had the moments where I haven't done that and I've just gone well just stop it just stop behaving like that I don't like it just stop crying guess what like it doesn't fucking work guys like spoiler alert it doesn't fucking work and I have to like go back and it takes heaps longer for me to get it fixed than if I'd just done the right fucking thing at the start and um, tried to be more empathetic to begin with. I will say, however, like it can be hard when you are at the end of your nervous system to, um, you know, to be able to help somebody get in alignment with theirs. Um, and so it's really important to find ways to have calm in your life as well um and for me that means like I need to have really good self-care over myself I need to have regular time to myself because that's where I fill up my well again um and I need to like take good care of my nervous system knowing that my kids are building their nervous system off mine and that can feel really scary when you're anxious as fuck because you're like oh my god i'm gonna infect my fucking kids but and it's and it's not like that i don't want you to use it as a nervous system like as, as a as a thing to like freak out and make your nervous system even worse what i'm trying to say is is that your kid's nervous system is undeveloped and so wherever you can kind of lend them your more developed nervous system and your better ways of self-regulating it really really makes a massive fucking difference does that make sense so um and that like lines up not just from a psychological point of view but it also lines up from like a spiritual and energetic level as well Hiraboga from hiraboga.com is has been one of the biggest kind of energy mentors of my life and um, she talks about how for the first seven years you are helping build your children's chakra system off your chakra system Um, so when you can keep yourself more regulated even better Carrie Conti, Dr. Carrie Conti, I should say, she's got some amazing YouTube videos, highly recommend it. She is a, a researcher and a psychologist specializing and in um, like early childhood development and even like babies' brains being developed in the womb and stuff like that. Fucking fascinating. 
And her whole technique of stop, drop, and connect, um, that's where those words come from. And she's like, just first check in with yourself, get your nervous system back online, and then like, like stop to check in with yourself, drop down into your kid's world and connect um, and empathize with them. And um, it, it can do absolute fucking wonders for their nervous system and and for how they deal with those big feelings as well um so carrie conti is a great person to check out hiraboga is beautiful to learn from hira doesn't teach necessarily about parenting she teaches about all things in life um but i really appreciate the like the impact that hero's work has had on me uh steve bidoff has written billions of books and they've been used millions of times over he teaches similar philosophies in terms of connected parenting uh patty whipfler and her hand-in-hand parenting techniques are also um, hugely useful and hugely powerful and i'd really recommend her as well um and magda oh i'm gonna fuck up her last name Shane pekasen yay Anyway, she wrote askmoxie.org and I absolutely fucking love her. I'm not sure if Ask Moxie is still up, um, but it was the best parenting website that I'd ever been to. And um, her books, she's got a great book as well. Um, and I just love her. And she kind of incorporates this kind of work into her parenting, pragmatic parenting philosophies. So I guess that's, that's where we're at with that I got my kids report card yesterday which was hilarious because (laughs) they've homeschooled and so I didn't really give a fuck um and the thing that I'm most interested in is teachers evaluations of their kind of personal development and here's the thing like I believe I'm kind of I, I know more about my own kids than teachers do but I'm always interested in other people's perspectives like i I'm going to trust my experience of my kid before I trust um, anybody else's. But it's always useful to get a, a teacher's perspective or, you know, an outsider's perspective on where they're seeing your kid's strengths are. And um, the thing on the report card said, you know, this is, this is a kid that has really high emotional intelligence very very emotionally astute very compassionate and empathetic has you know really great empathetic communication skills with other kids and I thought fuck yeah that's where I feel like I've nailed it you know like everything else like there's bits that there's you know things to strengthen but if we can get that personal stuff right then everything else is a doddle you know she's a happy kid who loves to learn and I've made choices in terms of homeschooling and even how we did quarantine schooling as well because we didn't follow school curriculum during that time. We were more into unschooling and project-based and interest-based learning, that kind of stuff. Um, And I make those choices because I want my kids to be, one, emotionally sound, and two, I want them to know themselves and... um, to have that personal stuff developed the like all the academic stuff can be worked out that's an afterthought to like the real development 
of human work. It's interesting too because on the first day, my youngest daughter was feeling nervous and there was two kids that came over at separate times and they were so, so sweet and so empathetic and I was so in awe of them. They have, like they're from different families. Um, They didn't even see each other do this, but they both came up and they touched Beth on the shoulder and held her hand. They looked her in the eyes. They even like dipped down a little bit, even though they didn't need to, just to make sure they were looking into Beth's eyes and said, oh, I get it. I was feeling really sad too when I got dropped off and I felt worried and that's how you you're probably feeling right now and I just want you to know that I understand and it'll be okay I promise I'll be right here with you and you can hold my hand in class if you want to Um, and it was like I was standing there just in awe in awe of these beautiful children and that's the beauty like of this work is that I know those kids are like that because they're parents like that their parents have been parenting the same way they're connected with their kids they're empathizing with their kids when they're having hard problems and so what do kids do they're incredibly fucking empathetic with other kids when they see other kids having problems isn't that beautiful isn't that so powerful and after witnessing those other kids doing that for my kid I said to my husband, like, this is the reason we do this. Even though it can feel like a lot of work sometimes, these kids are going to have skills that most adults don't have. Most adults don't know how to behave and communicate in really empathetic ways. Um, and we're, we're helping raise kids who are doing that. And uh, luckily, they're also in a school that's got some other kids who are experiencing that at home. And that is a fucking awesome thing to witness. So those are some of my um, parenting thoughts and shenanigans. (laughs) I do want to recognize parenting is fucking hard work. And I know that you adore your kids. I know that you are doing your absolute best by them. And that there is no other parent in the world who could be as good a parent to your kids as you are. And I just wanted to offer up this, like these perspectives and advice because I feel really grateful for the, the parents and um, the teachers of this work um, because it really helped me feel more connected with my kids and also just helps them build you know, a better brain going forward. So I love you all. I want to send you big hugs and blessings. And I want you to say, I want to, I want you to know you've got this mama. I, I love you and I'm sending so much love to you and to your beautiful family.